Metricast. And if we believe that a creator is like a child curious, I would say not that we are slaves or the creator is playing with us. It's just that the creator says, I put myself in every single one of you and I want to experience through you. Allow me to experience through you my own greatness <laughs> and which is you i am you and you are me and i think that's why we need to make the journey to realize the immensity the wonder the most beautiful part and i have response now of who we are welcome to the cosmic love antenna podcast this podcast is meant to encourage you to connect within so you can share your light with the world and now, here's your host, Harrison Ma. Harrison Ma. Harrison Ma. Good morning, evening, afternoon, beautiful souls out there in the podcast world. Welcome to another episode of the Cosmic Love Antenna. This is your weekly installment of your inner connect and connection to help you with your outer expression, where I set the intention, as always, to really help you dive into the layers restricting health, alignment, and love. And as always, today I have a beautiful, powerful guest to share with you today. But before I get to her loving heart, I want to start this conversation with sharing some gratitude, sharing some love. I hope you guys are getting some value out of these chats. If you are, remember, you can always leave some reviews in Apple Podcasts and you can share this episode with all of the value, all of the insights today with someone that you love very, very dearly. Remember when you share these podcasts, you expand this chat, you expand the conversation and you get to help people much like me. But getting onto it today, my guest here today is the beautiful Andrea Petrus. She is a powerful heart in general. She's an intuitive life and relationship catalyst for beautiful souls, helping with heart imagery and teaching all around the heart space. If you are tuning in today, what you're going to get from this episode is a deeper dive into what heart imagery and heart language is, how we can start tuning into things like the Akashic Records through the heart space, connecting to God and oneness through the heart, infinite versus finite heart space connection, and so much more. Andrea, welcome to the Cosmic Love Antenna. Wow, Harrison, thank you for introducing me and for having me here. It's it's really a blessing to be here. Well, it's uh it's my pleasure, Andrea. And I just so people fully full transparency, I just started diving into a platform called Podmatch. And uh, I found Andrea on there and her beautiful work that she does that we'll share with you today. But uh she's the first person I've got to contact on the platform, and I'm excited just to get out into that world, but to also meet beautiful people like her. So thank you, Andrea, for saying yes. And thank you for connecting with me on there. So I guess where I want to start, Andrea, is I want to learn just a little bit about you first, before we get into all the things that you teach and share. I, how I like to do this with people that come on is, you know, we could spend all day talking about people's backgrounds, but what I think is important and what I think is relevant the most to people listening is the sort of, I call it the pain teacher. And the pain teacher is the thing that has directed us the most to the work that we do in the world. So I'm wondering, Andrea, to maybe give a bit of background to people listening to learn about who you are. What, what was your pain teacher that led you into this work that you do now with that beautiful heart space? You're the first one who, by the way, says pain teacher. And I love that. I'm going to use that too, if I may. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. 
um, the first thing that got me started on my own journey was losing my mom when I was 11. I was born in Romania in 1981. And in 1992, um, in the summer, my mom was diagnosed with cancer. Nobody knew how long we would have with her. I didn't even know how fast it can go. Uh, there was something in my heart telling me, and I believe maybe my father says, like usual, no, I didn't say that. But if he didn't say, get ready, your mom is dying, it means I heard the angels um, two months before she died while she was in hospital. And when I heard that, without my parents knowing, I set myself off, um, set myself for success, for having a life without a mother. That is my pain teacher. Um, my pain teacher is my mother, what she went through, her loss, losing her, the loss of my grandmother, what my grandmother uh, went through. When I say grandmother, I say uh, my mom's mom, who was one of the people in my life. And Andrea, so thank you for sharing that. And I think it's a beautiful, I'm already feeling that heart opening up to that. And I'm sure we're going to get into it, but I'm wondering, do you have a relationship with your mother or your grandmother these days? Is there some sort of dynamic you share with them in the spirit world that, you know, for example, uh, a lot of the work that I do, and I really cultivate connection to my guides and my ancestors, both with myself and clients. I'm wondering, do you have some, some kind of ritual or practice where you connect to these beings yourself? Yes, I love that you said that because that's exactly who I am and what I do. And I've learned it first by dreaming. Dreaming mm -hmm. has been, and when I say dreaming, I say both uh, daydreaming as a child, dreaming uh, in the night, having specific dreams that were really, really interesting and leaving, you know how it is, it leaves an impact on you, it transforms your consciousness, it gives you wisdom and all sorts of things. And also through spiritual experiences that I had. And in terms of my mother, I had only few, less than five dreams since 1992. And um, I think until I became a mother the third time. And also with my grandmother and other uh, relatives of mine that are not in this plane with us anymore. And I yes, I built a relationship with them. And the relationship that I have with them and dreaming has always been like a mirroring. Mm -hmm. Every dream with them for me was also a conversation with them and wisdom gathered from them, also answers about me and answers about them and yep. their life. I've learned so much about what happened in my relationship with them, what happened in their life and in my life without, you know, outside the relationship with them. And now to answer you fully, now I understood and I chose to have and create a relationship with my ancestors beyond the bones. In Romania, we consider bones as being very, very important. We take care of the bones, they are sacred. Well, I was in a situation where I cannot reach the bones of my relatives, like they could be lost forever. So I asked my ancestors, what do you want to do? 
because we cannot take back the graves. So the answer was, we are always there with you. It, they, the bones don't matter. <laughs> and we are here in Canada with you. So I moved to Canada in 2017. So that's like, they are everywhere, wherever where I go. I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy that you said that. So a couple of things here. Uh, if you've listened to this ep- this podcast before, what you just heard Andrea share about, I love. I might have to. So I've given you the pain teacher element. I might have to steal that beyond the bones phrase because I, I I love it <laughs> and this it has so much imagery and impact. Just you know imagining that, and it is something that I tout all the time. That I I, I just want people to hear and Andrea is validating it. Is that in my experience, much like Andrea's, it sounds like our ancestors. And I would go further beyond ancestors. I would say angels, extraterrestrial loving beings. I would say all, all our spirit team. In my experience, they're never not there. What changes is our ability to be open, to receive, to communicate, to allow them in. And I would, if you're listening to this, you know, play with that idea, right? And test, test this out with an open heart and open mind. And I'm so happy that you brought up dreams, my friend. And you probably don't know this about me, but that's also one of the things I really, I really am passionate about educating people about the power of not just the daytime dreaming that you talked about, but specifically the nighttime dreaming, and how specifically. And if you've li- if you're listening to this podcast, I actually have an well, when this one comes out with Andrea, there's one I've released a few weeks ago on dreaming specifically how we can use the dream for healing. So go back and watch that episode, but it's very powerful for people to understand that the dreamscape is not only a space in which we can gather information to help us with challenges in our waking state, as Andrea is beautifully pointing out, it's also a time in which we can connect with the people that we love the most, especially the ones that have passed away. So uh, I love it, my friends, and I'm happy that, you know, it makes sense from what I've learned about you thus far, that this is part of your practice. I want to with this foundation now, my friends, go a little bit deeper into your work. And I want to start talking about all things heart imagery and heart language and the things that you do in the world with people. So maybe let's start with a foundation of maybe explanation with people. We were joking yesterday about how sometimes this work can be hard to define. So let's try and do our best. Let's start, Andrea, with what is heart imagery? And what is heart language? Have you ever read Paulo Coelho, The Alchemist? I have. I have. This I read it when I was 20, uh, which is about 20 years ago. And to me, that was heart language. He used images in his book. And he also guided us to an inner journey. It's just like you said, everything is there. Everything is there. It's just the mind who does not let us see it. When I read the book, something in me, in my heart was saying, he's right. And and it's like I grasped everything he was writing, but my mind could not perceive it. So actually, for over 20 years, I found myself on my own journey of the alchemist. 
trying to understand what did my heart say 20 years ago, 30 years ago, after I was born, you know, and how I can bring that into my awareness and use it consciously. Because unconsciously, you know, everybody is using the heart. Yeah. When we do something with passion, with love and all of that, um, when we hear the word imagery, we think, oh, it's about images. Yes, it is about images. And this is the way for thousands of years, even today, we have Aboriginals, Indigenous people, um, the Aboriginals in Australia. We have the Kahuni, we have the Zunis, we have um, the Kahuna, sorry. We have a couple of um, populations in the world who still go underneath the words, underneath the thoughts, and they see, sense, feel, and know without needing to see words or have words. Heart imagery is a type of process which takes you to um, a guided journey inside your heart where the mind becomes an observer. Yep. Your thoughts go, you know, you, you are not relating with your thoughts they are just like one of my teachers Daniel Mitchell says airplanes and you go down inside your heart and and Drumblemilk is like the one who actually since his uh, 80s and 90s spoke about flower of life sacred geometry work with the heart who also learned from a very long lineage uh, from Colette Abulker Muscat she did imagery mental imagery and then she taught others too um so they, they talk about going inside the heart as being the longest uh, journey for humankind or mankind. Because Reading the mind. From, <laughs> uh, right? It's if, if you're like, what is it? I don't know, in, in, in inches, but let's say 30 centimeters yeah. or, or something, right? From here to here. And we go from polarity to uh, a unity. place of neutrality and unity. Yes. Yeah. And... In heart well, image, yes. Andrea, let me jump in here. So, because we're going to keep going with this, and I want to go deeper and deeper. But let me give, let me give some more context here. So, thank you for. I think this is a beautiful beginning. And just so you know, my friend, for people, I think recurring listeners of this podcast, they're going to stick with you because what you're talking about is stuff that I talk about all the time. So, I don't don't worry about being too complicated. Or I got you. We've we've got this. A couple things. I'm, I'm happy that you said, you very quickly said, feel, feel, sense, think, and know. And this is here, 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 because no, it's about the senses. Yeah. And also the knowing. Yeah. So this is, as we start to have this chat today, I really want to encourage people listening to thinking is a part of us. And this is a question I'm going to ask you here in a second, but I think the thinking logical mind is a part of us and it's, it's there for a reason, but it's not the only part in which we interpret information. And I would encourage you again, this is another episode I released at the difference between thinking, sensing, intuiting and feeling. And we need to understand that we are a being in which we, that information channels through us in all these different ways. And when we only channel information through the thinking logical mind, we're restricting expansion of what is inside of us. So a question bubbled up, Andrea, when you were sharing here, I'm wondering why, why is that path there? So you just talked about that path of 
the longest road we can ever take is from the head to the heart. Why do you think that is a path that exists in the first place? Why do we, why is it, why do we not just come into this human experience being totally heartfelt and expansive in that heart space to begin with? Why do we even need to take the path in your opinion? Why, why does that exist? When you ask me uh, a quote and uh, an explanation related to the Bible came, which is before Babylon, people spoke, everybody spoke one single language. And it's the language of the heart. You don't need words with that. You can hear, sense, feel, or know without even opening your mouth. And it's and it was it's natural, something come, that comes naturally. The next thing is um, assuming, I'm assuming because I don't have a memory and I haven't dig into that yet, but assuming I was not there and I would have to uh, make assumptions right now and bring the logic in and also my heart together, I would say that something happened to humanity at one point in time, long time ago where everybody got disconnected from oneness. And oneness is what imagery was or used to be the language of the heart. And then whatever disconnected us and brought us into what now we know as polarity, duality, good, bad, and all of that um, is what brought in the logical, the mind. What is interesting is, and I ask myself, and I'm going to say it right now because it came. Yeah. Um, if we are here and now humans yeah. with a brain and a heart and this whole beautiful body on this whole beautiful planet, there is a reason why it is this way and why we have to go through the journey. Yes. And I'm thinking that the exploration, yes. if we believe there's a creator, yep. and if we believe that a creator is like a child curious yep. I would say not that we are slaves or the creator is playing with us. It's just that the creator says, I put myself in every single one of you and I want to experience through you. Allow me to experience through you my own greatness, <laughs> and which is you. I am you and you are me. And I think that's why we need to make the journey to realize the immensity, the wonder the most beautiful part and i have response now yeah of who we are and every every teacher that i know in this these kind of lineages they say the same thing this is about remembering yep. who you really are that's why we do this so beautiful my friend and you know, I, I I think we could end the podcast right there, but we're not. We're not going to end it there. We're going to go deeper. But I think that if you take anything away from this chat thus far, it's uh, what Andrea beautifully said. And I th what I would add to it is I think the challenge with that journey at the moment in our current system of systems in the world that we live in is that, one, a lot of us don't even know that journey exists. And two, if we do know it exists, we're staying in the mind, right? We, I, I speak about this a lot. We live in a world where it's very conducive to be in the think, thinking logical space. And again, I'm not here to disparage it. It's very, it's needed. It's a part of us. It's what makes us human. But again, it's not the only part of us. And if, we, if we're staying there, then we're forgetting that we can relate to the world and reality. And as you said, God, consciousness, source, 
through the heart and we we don't even we don't even see that's an option let alone take the journey to start exploring it so i think that is when i think about this episode today that we're doing that is one of the intentions of this is to build this understanding and the, the cosmic love antenna which is this podcast as a as a totality it that walking home that andre just talked about is is the intention right that love that i speak of is that is that oneness i would equate love with god i would equate love with source i would equate love with you know insert creator as andrea said so let's let's pause there yeah go go (laughs) (laughs) i will continue on this journey you're taking us and say that what you said what we are talking reminds me of levels of awareness and perception right? Because from the mind, we can go deeper and deeper into our bodies. Somatically, we can deeper and deeper into our hearts and the fields created by our heart. Like there's so many levels. And it reminds me of sacred geometry and how Drumbo Melchizedek in his uh, ancient flower of the life or something like that, where he talks about heart image, or not heart image, sorry, talks about um, the golden mean and, and how it goes. And it, it's that infinity and then there to a point, and then from the point to infinity again. For me, heart imagery and anything that takes you into your heart, into the oneness, helping you remember who you are, is that journey from the finite, from the or the infinite, which is the universe, to the finite, which is your mind, going into the space of your heart could be finite or the infinite space, but you're actually going into the one point oneness. <laughs> and then back into the infinity. And this is a very beautiful journey we are taken through in our lives. And we we are embedded, you know, we it's embedded, it's in us, it's embodied infinity. And it's so it's it's amazing. It goes beyond atoms, beyond mind, beyond anything. Uh why do we stay in the mind when one answer it's very comfortable? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's safe. It's safe. It's secure. Yes. Yes. And I, I understand perfectly. I had a moment in my life where I was learning yoga through a mailing course and the teacher, the instructor would give a relaxation technique. And when I learned, memorized it and I took myself into it, I felt like my body was uh, led like heavy and also going into the ground and to the floor, not reaching my neighbor though, <laughs> but having that silky feeling of disappearing, my physicality disappears and my mind was seeing darkness. So I was going up and both both up and down. And when I saw the darkness, my mind said, death, boom. And I, I came back into my body and I, I realized, yes, we are afraid of dying because that's all, all we know, the body, right? We know we are mind and body. Uh, that's the first level we have, mind and thoughts and, and, and the physicality. But if we let go, and the mind has a hard time letting go, we all know that. <laughs> if we let go, some people say surrender. Maybe some people don't want to hear the word surrender, but it's a, the idea of actually allowing, allowing the expansion you just spoke about a few minutes ago. Yeah. And, and that's what actually brings more consciousness a deeper state of consciousness and awareness and allows us to see that space and time are one but this is not how we perceive it the moment yeah 
So many little tangents I can go off on there, but uh, let's <laughs> thank you, Andre, for explaining that. And uh, I guess one thing I'll add, and then we'll flow onto this under the question I want to ask you here is that infinite to finite comparison and journey. I would also, another image I would add onto it for people to maybe get some understanding of how that works is the breath, right? The breath in and out, right? God breathes us, God source, universe, love, breathes us into existence. And then we come back into it, breathe us into existence and come back into it. And that, that image you could meditate on very deeply. So sit with that breath concept. Andrea, I want to, you spoke about this now, you gave us some practical tips here, but I want to go a little bit deeper into this and I want to speak about, okay, so where we just defined, you know, the, the path that we take from the head to the heart and how it would behoove us, it would support us to spend a bit more time in that sacred heart space. But for people listening, and I'll give an example here people listening have probably heard me speak about childhood trauma and doing inner child healing. And one of the things that causes that safety mechanism to kick in that you were just talking about of coming back into the mind, into the protection mechanism is trauma, right? As if we've moved through a traumatic experience in our childhood abuse, you know, you can imagine all the scenarios, you know, soul loss, soul fragmentation would be another example of this. So I'm wondering Andrea, in your opinion, your perspective, your experience, what are some ways that we can start cultivating, you know, spending more time in the sacred space of the heart, even when we do have things like trauma that trigger and activate us to not want to go there, right? They want to keep us in that ego mind safe within it without going beyond it to actually heal. What comes up around that? From my own experience, we can do it on our own, yet if and when we have had traumatic experiences that we are still dealing with, I would recommend first having somebody to guide you through journeys like that. Could be heart imagery or could be any kind of imagery or something else. And in terms of heart imagery, because you've talked about the sacred space of the heart, once somebody's taking you there, and when you're you're guided, nothing is gonna trigger. And if 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 um, when you go in the sacred space of your heart, which is only yours, by the way, when we when we say sacred space of your heart, it means the first chamber uh, when you go into. And there are different ways to go into intuitively the male, the masculine way, the Kabbalistic way. There are many ways, but. When you go into your sacred space, this is uniquely yours, unique to you. Nobody else can come in unless you allow them to. There are teachers who can do that. It's not advisable. But um, in there, you will receive what you need to actually transform and heal mentally, emotionally, physically, yes. Mm. And I have experienced that guidance by the heart, both through heart imagery and as we will talk later through another way uh, where our hearts speak to ourselves and, mm. and to each other. And it never takes you 
to the trauma as in remembering or anything. Yeah, re-traumatizing. Yes, no, never. Yeah. What it does, because your heart knows exactly what you need, it's going to show you through the way you understand, through images, sounds, vibrations, colors, or knowing or anything, it's going to show you, hey, Harrison or hey, Andrea, you have something to clean up there. And either a teacher taught you something or you found something in a book or your intuition or your heart, you, you hear more from your heart and you see something so you can clean up your inner space. And that is actually working through your own trauma without naming it trauma and without even reminding you that it's connected to something that happened in this life, another life or, or whatever. This is the beauty. Yeah. It's safe. It's not just yeah. a sacred space. It's a safe space for healing, transformation, and knowing. Uh, so powerful, so beautiful. You're, I'm having some domino moments here, my friend, just from speaking to you. That It's just it's connecting some dots for me. So two things here. Two of the most common questions I have when people come to talk to me and you know, come to me for work with trauma and healing is one is how, how do I know what are the answers, right? How do I do this? A lot of us are, and I refer to this from one of my mentors, he calls it the externalization of the self. Most of us are in a healthcare system where we get used to going outside for the answers, right? We go to, I have this thing, I have this ailment, so there must be someone outside of me that has the answers to help me overcome it. That's not what you just said. What you just said is that the answers are within. The answers, all of the things, and not just the the answers, but the steps to take that are for us in this moment, given to us at the right time because the soul, which is often the space where the heart, the soul and the heart live together, the soul knows what we're ready for, right? So it gives us in like a drip feed, like you were saying, what is needed to move through it so we have the answers ourselves. The other element is we feel safe doing it, right? This is the other, and, and I'm so happy you pointed out working with a practitioner, working with someone to do this because that's often what the practitioner is doing. The practi- a, a, a masterful coach, doctor, therapist, whoever the person is, isn't giving you something. They're providing the container. They're providing the container, as Rumi would say, to walk you home to that truth that you just spoke about. And those are the two most important sort of questions I get all the time. And you just highlighted with this process. And I just cannot emphasize this enough for people listening. Do you want to add anything to that, Andrea? Before yes, I move on here? exactly yeah. what I, I wanted it. to do. I feel it. <laughs> One of the teachers that continues this lineage of imagery from Colette Abulkel Muscat said this, um, at first, it's good to have somebody, like you say, a master, a teacher, and it's like somebody who can guide you and offer the safe space where you can have these exercises and practice with, with yourself. And at some point, and for depending on where we are on our journeys, it becomes spontaneous. This is what happened to me. I, I did things spontaneously that I didn't understand. I found teachers who took me through the journeys, explained about everything, and then spontaneously, I could continue my own journey. 
So it's not like, oh, you got to do this training. Blah, blah, blah. No, it's natural for us. All we need is a remembering. And once we remember what we have that memory of doing it once or a few times, we can do it on our own over and over yes. again and go beyond that and actually have spontaneous messages, imagery, sounds, whatever that we now can recognize because somebody else guided us so we can recognize ourselves, mm. our own language, a the unique language expression. of our own hearts. Yes. As you're listening to this, I hope you're, you know, I, a lot of what Andrea is saying, like I said at the start, you know, she's adding obviously her beautiful perspective and her experience, but a few of these things you might've heard me speak about before, but what Andrea is doing and I'm feeling it is that she's really breaking this down into all the different sections here. So I, I hope that if you're out there in the podcast world, you're really starting to put some dots together. Cause I definitely am just listening to Andrea. I want to shift now my friend to another topic that I really want. It's within this world, but I'm interested to see how it factors in. And it's this concept, idea, uh, method of connecting into the Akashic records. And just to give a bit of context here for people, I, uh, at the moment I'm doing, a, I've, I've just started about a month ago, I started my first mystery school and uh, I'm learning a lot about spiritual deep diving in many different ways, but the Akashic records are coming up. And as a multidimensional being, just to give a bit of education here for people that might be new to this term or word the akashic records is part of our light being that's one of the things that we can have access to right we have a physical body we have a mental body we have an emotional body and we also have a dna and a genetic body where we can access these planes of existence and these storehouses of knowledge so i'm wondering andrea in your in this heart imagery in this work that you do heart language how can one start to relate to the Akashic records through the heart? So where does this factor into the work that you do? What, what bubbles up around this? Having access to your own memory, the memory of your journey throughout the universe, throughout life is in my experience and for myself, a tool I go inside my heart and I ask when there is something that I'm receiving as being part of an unknown, of, of something I have to dig into and have that awareness of what happened and why, or who was there, who was I. So I can either tap into something that I need in the now, or in case there's something that happened and I assume, please correct me if I'm wrong, that you also know, but through your own experience and through working with others, that we come in this life with things that we have taken and not yet healed, transformed, um, or had a closure with in a distant past. And karma. by going karma, yeah. And it's also related to the ancestors um, because. Um, in, in my work, I've seen ancestors coming from my in my own life or for um, clients or friends of mine asking for forgiveness or asking help and support. And because we're connected with them, we can dive into that memory. We can dive into anything that is needed in the moment. So we release our lineage. 
and it's beautiful. So I use it consciously. Whenever the time is there, the wisdom is calling me, the inner wisdom is calling me, the circumstances, something is happening that needs to be moved, shifted, awakened. Yeah, and I, uh, I'm happy that you brought in the ancestral piece to it because, you know, for people that are new to Akashic Records, it's often seen as a library in which time and space do not exist, right? So, you know, the deeper that we go into this world, uh, the more that we go into the quantum field of it all, the quantum science of it all, and time is not a linear aspect. It's more of a, a circular element where past, present, and future fold in on each other. And the cash records or the storehouse or the library, some people refer it to, is a space and place which you just said we can pull from to help us with lessons in our in our current incarnation that also might not be ours to begin with, right? They might be from a someone down our ancestral line, or they might be from us in a previous incarnation. But in this moment now, we need to ask ourselves why. Why am I going through this lesson? What do I need to know? And it's in that what do I need to know, we can then access the storehouse of the Akashic Records to be like, okay, this can help me with this. This I can access this. And it sounds like, Andrea, correct me if I'm wrong, this heart imagery, heart language is the portal, is a portal in which we can step through to, to pick out this, I'll, I'll keep using the analogy, pick out the book within the Akashic Records to open to then implement in the, in the current waking conscious state. Did I get it? I actually see, yeah, I actually see books when I, yeah. I have to look into something. I actually see books and they are opening and uh, it's, it's really interesting. And um, yeah, I mean, in your sacred space, there's anything, there's no, absolutely no limit of what you can find in the, what I um, advise myself or hold myself accountable to. And I advise artists is to not get lost <laughs> in, in, in digging and finding, because like you said, it's about a question. What do I need now? What is there for me to know? What am I missing? If you ask the right questions, you're going to get the answers you need. And uh, if there is a thing with, with imagery and being in the heart, if we bring the mind and we don't let it be an observer, we're going to get out of the sacred space of the heart and we might live in the illusion of the mind. That's why practitioners who come to uh, courses like the Awakening of the Illuminated Karwa, which I started with, or others, um, they might have issues outside these classes, the teachings or outside working with a teacher or instructor, because they have not yet discovered the difference. They have not yet developed a discernment between what is coming from the mind, yeah. my own mind, what is coming from the mind creations of others, yeah. And what is manipulation, by the way? And what is my own truth? So we need to practice and be familiar again with the be familiar again with the remember the language of our own hearts. And at some point it's gonna click yeah. and we will know, oh now the mind got in, I'm I'm out of my space. Okay, you go back again. And it pulls you, it anchors you, it anchors you back and again and again. And it's amazing. That's, that's big. So this is this leads perfectly into another question I want to ask you, my friend. That that becoming aware of the difference, becoming aware of oh, this is an ego mind 
space in which I'm taking action and choice from, or this is a heartfelt, soulful felt, higher self felt, you know, action I'm taking from this space and learning what that energetically feels like within us. This is a big one. And I guess let's, let's dig a bit deeper into it, my friend, and let's maybe we can give some examples, characteristics here of, and I want to use the word co-creation because that is in reality what we're all doing, right? And this is this might trigger people, and I want to maybe put this disclaimer, and then I'll pass to you, Andrea, to add into this. We are always creating with the universe, whether it's consciously or unconsciously, there is creation going on. Where it becomes powerful is when we start to realize, oh, I can direct this co-creation, meaning in the way that I like to use the imagery of a dance, right? We're in a dance with the universe. We're in a dance with this co-creation. And we can start we can start allowing ourselves to be in a dance that's more supportive for us or, or, or take actions that create the dance that we want. So I'm wondering, Andrea, how can we start to learn the difference between co-creating with the mind versus co-creating with this heart space we've been talking about? The simplest example that came <clears throat> that I can have, sorry, is let's take polarity, light, and light and darkness. Uh, when we create from the mind, and this is what Drabal Melchizedek said, not me. When we create from the mind and we start to visualize, put emotion and everything in a dream, and we have want this house and this new car and blah, 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 we are manifesting. There are among us people who are amazing. A friend of mine is a manifestrix. This is the nickname we gave her. Manifesting everything and very fast. Now, if we do it only from the mind, we will get everything we envisioned and wanted and things we have not thought of that have always been there, which we can call the downside or the dark side. It's at the back of our head, we cannot see it because we only look in the front of the beautiful things. In the heart, in the sacred space of the heart, first of all, when we go there, we ask, let there be light. You're asking for light. Inside the sacred space of the heart, there is no shadow. If you see shadow or darkness, you are not there yet. Or ask for the space to be cleaned because over the years, um, Daniel Mitzel, one of our teachers, found out that actually the heart can be corrupted. Mm. And I was surprised by that. But leaving this aside, maybe for another discussion, think of light and darkness. So the brain has light and darkness. The heart only has light and no shadow. Mm. So when you co-create with the heart, and in Awakening the Illuminated Heart workshop, I, I learned that you can co-create in the infinite space of your heart, which I guess we're going to talk about later. And that is not something you create with your thoughts and mind. It's something that comes from the higher self, your deepest divine knowing of what you need, not you think you need. And uh, that's, um, that's the difference. Another way to uh, see, let's say if you're not a seer, but you're an auditory person. If vibration is a word and a perception that resonates with you, then the vibration of the brain is more, I wouldn't say hard or grounded or solid, but it, it, it is perceived more like 
maybe lower. I don't mm-hmm. know. So if you're going to feel the lower difference, vibrancy, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, I personally don't have that experience. I just heard from other people that if you go into the three imagery, you can do that, go into the chamber of your brain in a way and sense the vibration there. What's, what's the feeling, the colors, the vibration. And when you go down into your heart, the the humming or the vibration is quite different. Maybe it's more subtle in the heart, it's more higher. So uh, depending on how you perceive the world, the beautiful way you perceive the world, the sounds, the colors, you will see and notice for yourself the difference and keep going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And it's you're going to develop an awareness where you instantaneously know whether you're in the mind yeah. or in the heart, if you're in the sacred space or in you're in the tiny space, like you will develop that awareness the more you practice. It, bec- it becomes a muscle for people just to maybe, I'll add a few things. So thank you for explaining that, Andre. And I think that gives some path for people to take and some things to sort of add their framework. Because at, at the end of the day, this is, this is a very hard thing for both myself and Andrea to explain to you as the individual, because it's going, it's not going to be an Andrea thing. It's not going to be a Harris thing. It's going to be a unique expression of you thing. And we can give you a framework, but you really need to start being open to your unique expression of this. And what I would add, and you hit on it slightly, my friend, about looking what manifests in the world if we, in my experience, if we are making a choice solely from the ego mind, it may have short-term gains, but in the long term, it's going to be swimming upstream. There's going to be a lot of resistance. There's going to be a lot of things that are going to be telling us, oh, this is, this is not where I need to be. And I know that people listening to this can relate to this across their business, across their relationships, across their health. Right. If you're listening to this podcast, you're, you're maybe one of the reasons you're listening is that you're in chronic pain. And it, I would ask you, is that autoimmunity going away despite all of the food that you've shifted? Is that trauma being integrated despite all of the practitioners you've been seeing? Well, maybe you've been making choices around these things, mostly from that ego mind, right? You're swimming upstream. Whereas if we make a choice from the heart space or the soulful space or the higher self space, you know, a lot of these things connect, then it doesn't mean that things aren't going to be challenging, right? This is not, we've talked about the pain teacher today, right? Pain comes in to help us expand, but it does mean that the long-term path that we end up walking down is expansive, right? It is in alignment, is, you know, it feels light. It feels like, oh, this is where I'm supposed to be. Even though there are some challenges, I'm expanding and growing into what I'm meant to be expanding and growing into. So, just to add to that, does that, <laughs> I see you nodding, my friend, does that, does that resonate with what you added? For, for those who cannot see me, I am nodding. I am saying yes, yes, thumbs up to everything because that's the thing we are, some of us might, might, might miss and, and think, oh, so if I go into the secret space and I connect with my higher self and I listen to my higher self, it's going to be nice and beautiful. No, um, no, I have had challenges since I, I've done this practice. Like you say, the challenges actually are there to support me. And there is a word that, or some words that I use, uh, which for me explain what you said, and that is synchronicity and flow. Yes. It's a life full of synchronicity and flow when you are 
behaving, deciding, yeah. uh, living, experiencing, relating with life and everybody around you, with yourself, from your higher self, from your inner wisdom, from the deepest truth that you have from your heart. It's flow. And yes, there are some steps you need to go up. Uh, and and you also are supported. This is yes. the yeah, you know, this that's is a big one. one of them. I I have felt supported from the very first day of my life, but consciously I've I've been supported since I connected with ancestors, with my higher self, with angels, with spirit guides, like uh talking about crazy stuff. I've been learning from all teachers and friends that I can connect with the spirit of my book. I'm writing a spiritual memoir. I can connect with the spirit of my house, with the spirit of my business. Was like, uh, and and it's not crazy because everything is life, everything is love, like you said, everything is oneness. So of course, anything that is in this world, whether it's a book, a spirit, an energy, yeah. a laptop, a human in front you can of you, to. you can relate to it's and it's it's extraordinary. I mean, like. I, you know what's sad, Harrison? This is sad. <laughs> it's sad we do not realize uh, our infinity. Yes. Our beauty. And that we are loved. So many of us today do not feel loved. And we are loved every single second. You said it, my friend. And you said this. They have never left. It's us who don't see. We are either blinded or we have a veil and we don't see clearly and it's so sad you know i've been reading to just to have language to use today with you i looked back to what john Bolomir, he said i was saying in his book called living in the heart and there are two things that struck me and one of them is he said that he realized through his life and experience that the human consciousness has the solutions to all our problems. Can we just sit with that? The human consciousness has all the solutions to all our problems. No more war, no more kids suffering, no more women suffering, no more transgender. No, nobody's going to suffer. We the earth is going to be clean. He did it with other people. They show that through meditation with 40 people, we can clean the air. We can clean the space around you. Read the book to see that people have been doing this. It's just not acknowledged. Now, Harrison, let's dream a little. What if, not just you and I, I know you want to speak, but still, let's give people a dream right now. What if all of us, 8 billion or something, start connecting in a blink of an eye inside our hearts in oneness. I can't even imagine how it's going to be like. All I know is everything that we don't like in this world is going to disappear. And we're going to see not just who we really are and maybe not just God. We're going to see a transformed, healed world full of love. Well, so Andrea, I'm happy you took us on that That. A thought imagery because it's not a so a couple of things here and I, I want to be mindful because we have I want to get to a couple of things before we finish but this is such an important point that I need to expand and I can't not expand that 
you talked about, you said suffering a couple of times and I, I, I want to come back to the difference between the, the ego and the heart space. The, the difference between pain and suffering is a good comparison between the heart and the mind, right? Pain is an inevitable part of this human experience that we, that the heart uses to expand its consciousness. Suffering is a choice that is often made with the ego mind when we stay in it and don't and refuse to see the guidance, refuse to see the help, refuse to see the bigger picture at play that's helping us take the step needed into our expansion. That, just for people listening, just to hit this fact home, if you are listening with chronic pain that you are suffering through, you can you can be you can bet that you're making some ego-based choices rather than heart-based choices, right? So sit with that. But also this image of what would the world be like, Andrea? And I actually, I have an answer for that. What would happen is that we would ascend, right? And this, this word ascension, I think, is very heavy and has a lot of connotations, especially within the spiritual groups in the world. But put very simply, and I, I'll try and not go off on another tangent here because this is a whole other podcast we could do. But our souls are here so God can experience itself or oneness can experience itself or love can experience itself. And it's there to do that, to inevitably come back to source in the oneness, right? We, I'll use the breathing out, the breathing analogy. We breathe out so we can experience love, can experience love. And then we breathe in to take back those said experiences. What stops us from that uh, an efficient and expansive, a correct flow and, and ascension upwards is being stuck in the karmic loops or being stuck in the ego mind or being stuck in, you know, all the things that we've been talking about. So when I imagine answering your question, my friend, when I imagine a world in which we are all making choices from that heart space, I actually imagine, I see, I feel everyone ascending Right. And we, and this is very important for people to realize we can't ascend as an individual because we're all collective. We're all collective expressions of the oneness. So we need to ascend together. Unity is needed for everyone to win. There's not just, it's not just Harrison ascending and you're all good. You do your thing. I cannot ascend unless Andrea ascends. We cannot ascend together unless the whole world does the thing. So I'll end it there, but I just wanted to drop that in. Andre, do you want to add something? And then we'll, I think what I want to do here is I want to get into our exercise, but let do something is bubbling up. I'll I just say this, it. just this. Yeah. Or for my, for our friend listening now, it's, it's not just Harrison saying it. My, my uh, teacher, Daniel Mattel, who is now, uh, learning from and practicing with the Athenite monks and others, he says the same thing. And it's it's the idea of we are um, parts of a mirror that once was one. And so we are we are pieces of a mirror. And only when every single human on earth is going to be happy, joyful, at peace, and there are so only when every single one of us is going to do those so transformation changes, going to live in abundance and all that, only then together we can do something and and it's i wish we start remembering that that's that thing you know like it's no matter what i do no matter what i get if i forget about the other i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get to the highest level or to the most expanded level because i am blocking or hindering my 
its own expansion by not living in the oneness. That would be a beautiful place to end this episode, but we're not. What we're going to do now is, so thank you for that, uh, that dialogue there, Andrea. It was beautiful to imagine and share that in that unity idea. What we're going to do now is Andrea is going to walk me through a short little exercise here around heart-to-heart conversation through imagery. And, you know, we've been talking bits and pieces about this through the whole episode today. And now, Andrea, I'm going to put my heart into her beautiful hands and uh, she's going to run me through something that I presume and correct me if I'm wrong, my friend, something that you do with people to help them connect into what we've been talking about here today. So I'll, uh, I'll throw it to you. Maybe if you want to give it more context, go for it. And then uh, I'm all yours. What Harrison and I are going to do together just uh, for a few minutes is a process that I'm taking people through in my one-on-one uh, coaching program. It is not hard imagery as you can experience if you go on my website. Uh, we have events where you can experience that for free. <clears throat> it's it's something that I've discovered that I'm naturally doing and I know any of us can do. And how Harrison and I can start is, Harrison, is there something in your life right now? Um, I wouldn't say answers that you need. Uh, but something that with all the tools, techniques, and all the things you know, you still have yet to find. And Yes. Something okay. comes to mind. Yep. 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 Okay. Um, you don't have to tell me what it is. Mm-hmm. What I would like you to do is just to notice yourself now related to that and set an intention that could be, just give an example for, for anybody listening, to, to receive what you need from your heart. Got it. Um, for our friends listening now, I always, with before I work with somebody, there are two things that I do. I need conscious permission from the person in front of me and Harrison gave it to me. And when Harrison said that he puts his heart into my hands, I also got permission from his higher self. And I think Harrison, you can confirm that. Correct. And now um, I am listening by having images from Harrison's heart. And I'm seeing where the heart is taking me. His heart is taking me. Okay, Harrison, I just saw you in your heart. You were standing and then you touched the ground, which I see as full of light. And then with your hand, you took something and you started showing it to me. What is it? The first thing that came into my into my awareness was a flower. What does that mean to you? <laughs> growth, growth, development. You look inside the flower. 
in the middle, what do you see? In the middle, you said? Mm -hmm. Look at the flower inside it. It has something to show you. Now, please remember, just because, uh, because other people are listening, you don't have to tell me everything. Uh, you tell us only what you feel could be public. Because the idea is that while you go through this experience, you're actually getting what you need. So it's for you, not for us. So if I look into the flower and I see a, it's a sunflower with a, with a dark middle, but I see looking into the dark middle, I see a lot of light, a lot of light expanding like rays out of the, out of the center of the flower. Can you see who is behind the flower? If you go deeper or around it, however you feel. I see, <laughs> I see a kaleidoscope of, uh, of me. So it's kind of like you look in a mirror with a mirror and you see like all the images. I, I see that. Mm -hmm. I see, <laughs> I see me. <clears throat> Where are they aligning? in that heart space area. What is it for you? What is it for me? It is. What does it mean to you? It recognizes, I feel, there's no words, but it feels, it feels very comfortable. It feels, um, I would say familiar feels like a recognition of something. Somebody's drawing something on a wall. Do you see that? Yes. Wait until they finish. And then see where that takes you. And when you found the place, that you can recognize within yourself, just let me know. So do you want me to explain the image that I see? Again, only what you feel is right to share yeah. with others because I already know what's happening. But <laughs> So I see at first on the, on the image on the wall, it was, it's like a paper. It's like a poster has been put up on the wall to draw with crayons. I saw a lot of squiggles, like a lot of kind of like you were thinking really hard and like the imagery of the squiggles all around the side, like a circular squiggled line. And, but in the middle of the squiggles, uh, someone drew a perfectly shaped heart image is what I, what came up. What's inside that heart? It's like a treasure chest. Yeah, I, I just got the word peace. That's what I got. You are receiving a message, isn't it? Well, the message. <laughs> the, well, I got a couple of messages, but I guess the one I'll share is keep this is a this is a power, is what I'm getting. I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting a lot of flashes now. I'm getting power 
and recognition again, remembrance, and uh, I'm getting the word tool. I'm getting a word tool. So if you would search in a toolbox, because I see a toolbox, like you're searching somewhere. Mm. What is that which you are digging after? Or pulling out? I see something flowing. <laughs> so I, I got a, a tool that I pulled out of the toolbox was a, uh, a doctor's stethoscope. So the, the ones where you'd put the, put on the chest space and listen, that's what, that's the tool that came out. So who do you need to listen to? Well, <laughs> myself, myself. <laughs> um, I see you in the middle of something, like you're rising. And there is something soft. And I'm not sure if warming is the right word, but it's silky. And I see you rising, standing up, but you look different. Why? What is it? The first, the first word that I got when you said why is special. I got special. And it's not a special of, because I can feel the ego coming in now. <laughs> it's not a special of <laughs> superiority. It's a special yes. of, I get healing. Healing is coming gifts. up. Gifts. Like yeah, gifts. gifts. Yeah, mm -hmm. gifts. You have your yes. own gifts. Yes, yeah, yeah. And what is that that I saw, like a silky disc or something like that around you? Silky. Uh, I got a Energy toy. Energy Yeah, Yeah, I think. So I'm rising. When you said the imagery of the rising up, I got the image of <clears throat> I was on an altar <clears throat> rising up out of, the, out of a cityscape is what came up. I was on something, a pillar, and it's rising up above the, above the towers, above the scrapers, above the buildings. And the silkiness, the image that came up on, on that altar, it is an energy, but, it's, but at the image that came up was a, was a teddy bear. I got a teddy bear that, was holding, that I was holding onto. It's not the inner child, is it? It has childlike energy, yes. But it's not the inner child. It's, it means something else. No, it's different. Yeah, it's different. Is that image about you or is it about a message that you're bringing to the world right now? I think it's, yeah, it's a message. I feel as soon as you said message, it felt resonated so now we're at the end of what we're supposed to know yeah what is the message harrison what can you share from your own gifts so i get i, I get gifts i get pleasure playfulness and power 
on the altar. Are we all, as humanity, putting something on an altar and that's what's going to bring up all these things you mentioned? Mm. Yeah, I feel so. I feel that resonates deeply. Um, so we can we can end this. Um, yeah. Thank you for allowing us to witness that. And thank you for giving me permission uh, to you and your whole, whole being and everything around you. What I saw <clears throat> when I said you are rising, for me, you were dark. Mm. So it's like it was not about you. Um, but I could not tell you that. I always listen to the other person. So they tell me what it means to them. Yeah. And according to their feedback, then, because um, there's just something that we haven't shared to people and that before we go, they have to know. So what I have noticed from my experience is that just like we speak our own language in our own dialect or accent or this is how our hearts are speaking to ourselves. My heart shows me in certain kind of images, the same thing that your heart shows you in other kind of images. Where I saw silky stuff, like people could hear and remember that we didn't share the same things. You know, when you said it's a plaster, yeah. I actually saw a wall of a cave yeah. and like somebody was extending an arm and then writing something. But after it felt like a plaster, poster because it uh it started swirling like you would take a poster off so when you said poster i was like yep i saw it but i am not telling the other person everything like yeah 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 whatever because i'm not i'm not there for that i trust you i trust your guidance the heart's guide your heart's guidance i'm not there to confirm i am there so you can confirm what I see, so I make sure that you are ready for the messages coming through you, that you are ready for the transformation, for the healing, for anything that needs to happen with you, for you, in you, in your world, in your life, in that moment. Speaking about trauma, there were people who I met that uh, their heart was guiding them. I was there witnessing and, and guiding, having feedback with them. But they could not go further. They were not ready to let go and heal. So when you talked about suffering, for instance, yes, I mean, our hearts know exactly that what we're ready for. It's we are holding on to, again, the mind. We are holding on to something. So when you, Harrison, were going through that, you were allowing yourself everything. And it's funny. You said sunflower. So... Uh, I did not know. I only saw you as I shared that you were picking something up. But I, mm. I saw the fist. I was not seeing what you had. When you said flower, and I looked, the flower that I saw was like a smaller sunflower. Yeah. It had yellow in the middle and then white petals. Uh, so, again, this is an example that our hearts see each other, talk to each other. It's just that because of the mind and the filters we have as humans and through our bodies and who we are as beings, we will have different signals, but the meaning is still the same. Yeah. So thank you for that, Andrea. And that was a beautiful exercise. And for people listening, uh, you know, I didn't, I was not expecting 
did not know what to expect with that. We had planned to do this uh, exercise and this, and this, uh, what we just ran through, but Andre did not explain it to me in, in any detail, she, a little bit, but the point I'm making is that was all very new to me and it was a wonderful experience. And I could, it was very, I felt very guided. I felt very supported. I felt very seen, but I think for people listening, the thing I want to just promote outward, I felt very powerful in my ability to go inwards to what was needed. And I felt that's, I was doing that. I was, there was a lot of layers that I was moving through there and I felt, and this is important for people to realize here. And I want to be mindful of time because I do need to run here in a second, but I want to get this clear to everyone. I, we've been talking today about the difference between the mind and the heart space. And there were multiple times in that, in that short little experience that we just did that I could very distinctly notice the ego coming in and wanting to say something versus the heart expressing and wanting to say something. And yes, you know, I do this all the time. So my muscle is obviously a bit more attuned than maybe some of you listening, but that practice in itself that we just went through would be in a way in itself to help you start to tune into the difference between that mind helping you to express something and the heart helping you to express something. So that was a really big awareness that I got out of it in itself. So thank you, Andrea for that beautiful I, yep go for it can i ask you something so uh so for people to know uh because i'm not you i'm asking did you feel empowered in this experience yes yes did you feel sovereign yes did you feel that you were doing it i yes. was merely a mirror yes um did you feel like it's not about me it's you can do this again on your yes. own Oh, that was the first message that I got. The first message that I got when I said uh, gift or tool, the toolbox element, that's what I was referring to. I was like, oh, this is something that I'm, that was the first hit I got. This is something I'm definitely going to do again. Yeah. So anybody, yeah. every single human on earth can do this. We, when I say we, I say me and people like you, Harrison, and everybody else who already got to that understanding, we are there to support uh, this reconnection. That's all we are. That's why I call myself yeah. a catalyst because this is reconnecting. I'm not doing anything. This is a to, with you process, not do on. Yes. It's a do with process. You're not giving Thank me you. anything. You're not giving me yeah. anything. You're helping me no. remember. Yeah. <laughs> Andrea, I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. I, I, you know, I expected certain things. I was opening my heart at the same time, but you know, this took me to some places and conversations and topics that just for me personally has helped me a lot. And I hope all the podcast listeners out there in the listening world have got a lot out of this. Andrea, I have one final question here before we have to wrap up and I have to run before I get to that very quickly. Can you give me, if people are interested in connecting to you, wanting to know more, I'm going to put all this in the show notes anyway, but give us a quick little summary of, you know, what, what are you doing in the world? How can people connect into this kind of work that, that you do that you support people with? So you can find me on my website, andreapetru.ca, A-N-D-R-E-A-P-E-T-R-U-T.ca. And I have their uh, calendar with events that I'm holding, like teaching heart chemistry with a friend of mine, Marjorie Dietrich. I'm also speaking on different kinds of podcasts and my podcasts are on my website. Not all of them, but I'm working on it because <laughs> there are many. And uh, I'm speaking to events. So uh you can find me in a lots of spaces and you can contact me in any way you can, Facebook, Instagram, wherever, just to um, connect with me and we'll see how I can support you. I'm always there for you. 
Beautiful. And like I mentioned, if you're listening to this, if you go to your podcast player, go to the show note details, you'll see all the main links to connect to this beautiful being. Andrea, one final question here today. And I feel like I know the answer already because we've talked about it on and off, but just to hear it succinctly and to hear it in a summarized form, my beautiful friend, how would you define love? What is love to you? Love is you and love is me. And love is all we are. Love is Mother Earth. Love is this planet. Love is every single being around us. Um, love is God, oneness, source, creator. And it is every single cell that we have. It's all and it's everything. <laughs> it's, it's all and everything. That's uh, my next T-shirt, my friend. Andrea, I love you very much. Thank you for spending time with me today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Beautiful souls out there in the podcast world. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. I hope you got some heart-based, love-based inner connection today. I will catch you next time here on the Cosmic Love Antenna. But until then, I'm wishing you a beautiful evening, morning, and night, wherever you are in the world. And we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Cosmic Love Antenna podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to follow Harrison on Instagram, Twitter, and Clubhouse at Harrison Ma. That's Harrison, M-E-A-G-H-E-R. Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Electric acid.